Santa Claus. Hello, welcome to another episode of Bros 3 Podcast. For December 23rd. Hitch up your reindeer. 2018. How y'all feeling, fam? Say, how y'all feeling? Santa Claus. Y'all out there, uh, living that best life and whatnot. Fill every stocking you find. Show up. The kids are gonna love you so. Leave a toy for Johnny. Johnny. Leave a toy for Mary. Leave something pretty for Johnny. And don't forget about Gary. Yeah, so anyway, happy holidays to you uh, from the Bros 3 family. And uh, bro number one sitting here. I don't know if I'm in the spirit yet. I mean, I know we got a little time to get there, but... You know, I'm definitely uh, enjoying the music, enjoying the selections. I had me a little, uh, I guess if you want to change the words of the song, Brother One went straight to the ghetto. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. And um, before we start talking about all this warmth and cheer for your fellow man and the brother man, uh, where where are you, your bros? Brother number one, well... Since we this close to Christmas, I'm going to take it back a little bit. Now, you know when when the star was in the sky and the three, was it three kings or three wise men? Uh, hold on. Jesus, three, three wise men. Okay, so three wise men is following that star. You know what I'm saying? Now, the Bible and the story, they're getting, it's kind of a disconnect there because well, just read your Bible. I ain't gonna mess up your Christmas uh, carols and whatnot. So, you know, me and brother number two and brother number three, you know, two thousand years ago, riding on our camels, you know, and, you know, brother number two asked me, well, I I can't wait, can't wait to get off this camel. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, brother number two, did you did you bring a gift? And then brother number two is going, Oh, I sure did. I brought a great gift, a swell gift. And brother number two was like, that's, that's excellent, you know. <laughs> and what about you, Tony? Did you, did you bring a gift, uh, something for the baby king there? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I brought something. Uh, brother number two, what did you bring? <laughs> well, well, uh, Tony, I, I brought the only gift that you can possibly bring, bring the king of kings. And I'm like, oh yeah, what's that? What what'd you bring? I I brought gold. I brought gold bullion. Go Spanish gold bullion. And 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 brother number two, uh, uh, brother number three, what what did you bring, our uh, Lord and Savior? And then brother number three, I'm like, oh well, uh, I didn't bring anything as fancy as gold, but I uh, I got some frankincense. And me, of course, not being cultured, I'm like, uh, brother number three, what's What's frankincense? What's frank- frankincense? What is that? And then brother number three would probably be like, Oh, well, well, frankincense is like it's uh, well, it's fragrance and it's it's incense. Yeah, that's that's what it is. By golly, it's it's frankincense. I made it myself. So you made it. So I made it with love. And I'll be like, Oh, well, that, that's cool. That's cool. And then brother number two would probably be like, And what? And what did you bring? What did you bring, uh, brother number one? <laughs> And I was like, who, oh, who, me? I, well, I brought, uh, I brought myrrh. And brother number three probably like, what, 
Well, what's myrrh? I tell both of them, like, don't ask me what I brought no myrrh. So on the first Christmas, if you know your Bible, he got gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And y'all, guess who brought myrrh? I did, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cool like that. Welcome to the Bros 3 Podcast. So I got to tell y'all, a couple days ago, I had I had one of those days that you can't make up. It's almost like, you know, when you're dreaming and you just accept whatever happens in the dream because you say, okay, I know I'm dreaming. Let's just kind of see where this goes. Okay, well, I had a day like that. Like, I was not asleep. I was actually walking around, and I was taking care of business in the hood. Well, I didn't want to drive out very far, so I tried to keep things local, tried to shop local, and this was my day walking around the hood. Like, okay, so I took my daughter to school. Very uneventful. From there, I went home. I realized I had some business to take care of. So, went to go take care of that business. Now, this is where the day takes its little turn. And only in the hood can these things happen. I go to a local restaurant, I eat. Food is delicious. Matter of fact, to support, the food was so delicious, I bought more food. Delicious. I mean, simply scrumptious. So now you wondering. After I left there, I walked across the street. It was a place that sold, uh, it's called Mike Check. They sold music, bootleg CDs, and clothing, which was awesome. I, you know, I haven't seen one of those places. In, I haven't been in one since I was 18, you know, 20, something like that. So I'm looking around at bootleg CDs, looking at DVDs, mixtapes, old school mixtapes. They had a King of R&B mixtape CD. Yeah, awesome. I see a shirt that says, you know, proud to be from Gary or something. I said, okay, how much is this shirt? It says 30 bucks. I got a little pricey. Now, while I'm standing there, another person walks in. I turn around, all this black love, all this black pride and whatnot. Well, there's a woman. She had on boxing gloves and a back massager. Like, no, I'm not saying that to make the song funny. Like, this is what the woman came in. She had on one golden boxing glove, and she had the other one kind of under her arm. <laughs> and she had a back massager. I'm going to say back massager. I thought it was uh, a curling iron, right? So when I see this, I live in the hood long enough, I know it's about to get weird. So I just look at my phone, like, okay, like I'm about to go. She say, are you, the, are you the owner? I say, no, I'm not the owner. I am not the owner. She say, who is the owner? I say, I'm assuming that brother right there. She like, she walks up to him, and she says, I'm a rapper and a martial artist and a boxer. She was trying to get some kind of promotion going on. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, well, it's time to go. As I'm walking out, I guess dude, like, look, I don't want, I don't know nothing, I don't want nothing. Just please leave. So as I'm leaving out, she, uh, she's telling me like, oh, you got to watch out out in these streets. I said, yeah, I guess so. You got a boxing glove on. I guess you got protection. You good? And she was like, as I'm looking at my phone, I want to make eye contact. She was like, yeah, don't, uh, 
Google me. I'm somebody. I said, look, I don't. She said, you better not be calling the cops. I said, I'm not calling the cops. I'm literally just checking out my phone. She said, if you call the cops, you tell them I'm looking for them. And pimped off to the bus stop. I said, okay, cool. That's fine. Now, that might make, oh, that, was a, that wasn't a weird day. Tony, what are you talking about? Hey, it gets a little bit weirder. So I'm still in this whole shop locally, think globally situation, mind state. I go to my corner store. My corner store, it's like a candy, it's like a candy shop. Like, um, but it's bulletproof glass. You go in there, they got all your little zoom, uh, cakes and pies and stuff behind the glass. Okay, so I go in there and instantly I, it smells like weed. I'm like, okay. Now, see, the thing is, because of where I work and how I dress, everyone just assumes I'm a policeman. I'm not a policeman, but they just, the hood don't do hood stuff around me. And that's fine. Don't bother me at all. So, when I go in there, the guy behind the bulletproof glass, which is half a candy shop, half a house, he's looking at the flow. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? But he's still looking down, but he's talking to me. I'm like, uh, bro, y'all, what we doing here? Is this a candy shop or is this a trap house? What's really good? He was like, ah, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Still looking down. I'm like, well, uh, man, you stuck? Like, you know, if you smoke weed, you know, sometimes it get good to you. You get stuck. You can't move. So he's like, nah, I ain't stuck. I'm like, okay, cool. Spent about $6, got me some cookies, cakes, pies, and stuff for my daughter. And he had to... The Tooties, I don't know if you know what Tooties are, but they're like fruity Tootsie Rolls. He had them already bond, b- bagged up. So, you know, if I let me get 25 cents worth of Tooties, they already bagged up. Different assorted flavors. So I'm like, uh, yeah, let me get like a dollar worth of Tooties. So my man grabbed four bundles and put them down. I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Uh, I asked for Tooties. He said, yeah. I said, man, why is the Tootsie Rolls mixed up in the Tooties, homie? He was like, <laughs> he looked at it, and that weed brain started kicking in. He was like, huh. He flipped the bag over a little bit, saw some old Tootsie Rolls in there. He was like, well, technically, Tootsie Rolls, nothing but a chocolate tootie. And I was like, yeah, I guess. He was like, and they made from the same company. I say, I can't argue with that. All right, run it. Let me get that. So I get my stuff, and I'm like, uh. So y'all really need to make up y'all mind. If it's going to be the candy shop, let it be the candy shop. Babies come up in here. If, you, if it's going to be that house, man, and do that too. You're like, yeah, whatever. So, okay, cool. Not a problem. So now I went to the candy store. So now I'm going to get me something. Get me a little, little nip. You dig what I'm saying? Go to the liquor store. I go to the liquor store. I'm standing next to a woman. She's not with me. She's just in line with me. Okay, cool. This little young... Young June bug, little young boy come up in there, and he's, like, hitting on the girl right in front of me. And I'm not really tripping, but she was older like me. Like, we could have been there together. So, like, she kind of looked at me, and then, like, looked at the young dude. The young dude, the, the, the confidence, the bravado coming off this young man. I ain't going to lie. It was real. It was, he looked like Chance the Rapper. So, just light-skinned dude, tall about my height, but super thin pants hanging down, hoodie. And he was like, hey, what's up, mom, this, that, and other. She was like, nothing much, this, that, and other. She was like, you cute. And I, I'm looking at him like, dude, uh, how you know she ain't with me? And he was like, uh, I don't. I guess I didn't really think about that. Went back to spitting the game. Most people older men would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that you? Is that your honey dip? He didn't say nothing, right? So he's still spitting the game, whatever. 
Now she's looking at me. Now it's kind of, it's kind of cute. I was like, man, okay, this is this boy swag on a hundred thousand trillion. Just I said, yo, young man, I just want to let you know. Back in my day, you know, it's <laughs> brought to you by nostalgia. You know, typically if, if a man stand next to a woman, maybe you know you might want to check to make sure that they're not together. He say, well, I'm gonna tell you this, old school. Uh, I'm gonna ask her for a number because if the way she acting, now with what she got. Make you act like that. I got to get some. And then got her number and pimped out. I was, well, go ahead, young man. Rumble, young man, rumble. I uh, I had to actually, like, walk out the store and just kind of watch him walk away. And he walked, He didn't get into a car. He actually walked away. I was like, but, boy, the confidence is a mug, boy. So that was my day in the hood. Fam, there's been a lot of talk about who is the king of R&B. Who is the king of R&B? And typically, I don't touch stuff like this on this podcast. But I've been giving it more and more thought. And that's, I mean, if it gives thought, maybe I need to talk it out. Maybe I can kind of come to some kind of understanding about this. All right. So some young boy named Jacquees, he said he's the king of R&B. And that's fine. You can be whatever you want to be. In 2018, if you want to be a transgender, human, transformer, uh, Decepticon, gold digger, Instagram, you know, celebrity, you can be whatever you want to be in 2018. I got no problem with that. But when you say you the king R&B, you're supposed to feel like you're the king R&B, I guess. That's what some people said, and that's fine. But you... When you vocalize something like that, especially to black people, something we care very much about music because it's part of our culture, you're going you're gonna to have some people who got some things to say, especially when looking at your records. See, it's okay. It's easy to find the best uh, basketball player. You just go by numbers. Like, numbers don't lie. You can, um, who's got the most singles, most hits. Okay, so... With that being said, every R&B singer from the last 30 years and just popped out the woodwork. Everybody say, well, I'm the king, and I'm the king, and I'm the king. Everybody reaching for this imaginary imaginary title. So I, I've had this conversation about three, four times, because I really want to know what people say. I really couldn't even name your R&B singer right now, and I'm not trying to be funny. I Well, I'll try to name one in a little bit, but i, I got to set this up. So... Some people said, well, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. Now, I, I I have a problem with that. I Personally, being king is being royalty. It's being regal. You can't do everything just because, I don't know, you don't even have to be, it's, it's how you carry yourself. R. Kelly got this one thing hanging over his head. Okay, to be the king, I guess the criteria, in my opinion, you have to be culturally relevant, you have to have a track record, and you have to carry yourself morally upright. Now, some people that I talk to, and this is why I'm even talking about on the show, to get some feedback from the fam, some people denied the whole moral upstanding part. They say, no, if you're the king of R&B, you're the king of R&B. So that brings us to Mr. R. Kelly. They said, 
Some people said R. Kelly's the king of R&B. And I said, I just, I can't, I can't rock with that. And I know I said I don't talk about people I don't like, but just I don't rock with that because of the way he carries himself in certain situations. And, and then I had a friend who said, okay, so are you upset because he didn't get in trouble? I said, yeah, I, I guess I am because I feel like he didn't pay his debts to society. But my friend brought up, ah, uh, but he went in front of a judge of his peers and was found not guilty. So with that being said, he went through the legal process. He is an innocent man for all intents and purposes. So I just I said, well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to rock with that. My friend said, okay, cool. Well, how about Chris Brown? Now, I said, again, I got the same problem. My king, you know, if I'm going to call the dude a king, he's got to, he's got to stand on some of the things I stand on. And, and beating women in cars ain't one of them, you know. My friend was quick to point out, like, whoa, he was a young man. And we've all made bad decisions when we were young. I said, true. And he said, Rihanna, now that we know her a little bit, since she didn't put down that umbrella and picked up a blunt, she might be quick to make somebody put hands on her. Well, I'm, again, raising, and maybe I'm biased because in both these situations, the young girls involved, I'm raising a young lady, and maybe I don't want to see, you know, these things befall my daughter. I just got a problem when a man sings a song, Chris Brown sings a song, I'm Not Dangerous, but we see... Okay, and that's maybe that's not fair because I'm judging him based on something that happened a very long time ago. But he just looked kind of scuzzy to me. So I said, no, I'm going to pass on that one. Then someone said, okay, well, how about Trey Songs? I, I don't know because, okay, Trey Songs, all his songs sound the same. Now, granted, he's been around for a while, um, but I, I can't name. Okay, he was hot you know, a very long time, and... I know he takes his shirt off a lot, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I couldn't name you any one of his songs. Oh, no, Bottoms Up. Okay, Bottoms Up. I offered up Usher Raymond. I say he's been around for 20 years. We've grown with him. We've seen him in multiple stages. That's what kings go through. You got your, it sucks. Even Simba. When Simba was a young cub, then Simba, he was, you know, out there hanging out with them uh, weed heads, uh, Timon and Pooper. And then he came home, he became the king supposed to be. My friend <laughs> pointed out, which I was, they, you can't be a king if you're out there um, infecting people's lives negatively with, uh, with your body. I said, well, what are you talking about? And my friend was quick to point out that Mr. Usher Raymond has not lived up to his kingly duties. So I, I'm a, whoever wants to be the king of R&B can be the king of R&B. I, really, I don't care. I really don't. I started thinking outside the box. Like, you know, I, so based on my moral standing and cultural relevance and just the way he carries himself, I said John Legend. My friend said, no, he ain't got the hits. He ain't got the hits. Yeah, but hear me out, though. Like, he's got Oscars. He's written a book. He shows his wife love. And his songs have moved people. When my friend said he only got one hit per album, I would gladly give up the booty shaking jams to have somebody that I can look up to. But that's just my personal opinion. Personally, I don't even know what R&B is anymore. Not really, because the rappers are singing, and the singers want to be rappers. So I can kind of care less. 
But I'd love to know what you think. You can hit me up on Bros3Pod on Instagram. Jump in my DM. You can send me a whatever. I don't know. I just If you see me, you want to have this conversation, we can continue this conversation. Because I can't. Then anybody name these young boys, just send me your location, boy. Um, and then uh, somebody said music soul child, but I, I no, I, I just, mm-mm. so anyway, that was just my personal thought on the situation. I figured time is the king of king's birthday in two days, and then, you know, kings, and then hold on, let me just look up. Let me look up. I want to look up king, cause see, with black people, it's got to be unanimous. Like the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, even though he passed away. So now we don't have no King of Pop. If I was going to say King of Pop, I'd just give it to Bruno Mars. Because one of the things, if you're going to be the king, unfortunately, you do have to be living. And I'm not trying to be funny. I love Mike, you know, but every king has his time. So his time was 1960-ish to, you know, whenever he passed away. Or whenever he, yeah, when he passed away. Uh, Queen of Soul. You know, Queen R and B, Princess. You can, you can. We got those things. We've all, we've all got comfortable with that. When Ti say the King of the South, you know, a lot of rappers came for that title, and until now, I guess you know he still holds it. And then you had people say, "Oh, well, this ain't South." Like we need that definition. And fam, I'm trying to get that definition right now because I pop R and B is a is a messy place right now. So anyway, I figure it's the King of Kings birthday. So I was gonna talk about the King, the King of R and B. So there you go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nerdgasm. Just a little segment. Now I can talk my little nerd talk. And if you don't want to hear it, you can kind of skip by it. Everything's good. Unfortunately, I gotta bring myself a nerdgasm by myself. No guess, but it's okay. And today we're gonna be talking about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Now, uh, I first and foremost, I love this movie. The reason, I, and I wanna say, for me, it's probably one of the best Spider Man movies. The reason being is because we've we've had Spider-Man movies since approximately 2001. And we've had five movies since then. It's always been the same story. Peter Parker and his journey, right? And he's always been happy. He's always been either a couple years into being Spider-Man. But we are very familiar with him. It's almost like Bruce Wayne's origins. We know who Bruce Wayne is. This movie introduces us to a new character. Well, multiple characters, but a new character, main character. Miles Morales. He's a young kid. Actually, probably younger than Peter, when Peter Parker gets his powers initially. And the cool thing is, with this new character, we're seeing those Spider-Man attributes like through new eyes. We've seen Peter Parker wake up and weigh up the wall and we've seen all that. We know how but to see a young kid and also there's a subtle there's a little diversity in there. He's got a black dad. He's uh his mom is of, of some kind of Hispanic nature. So we have that. And then you put him in Brooklyn, which is a melting pot of cultures and civilization and 
he's 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 um I'm not gonna get no spoils away, but like just to see him it, it reminded me very much of uh my nephew who's around that same age. You know, trying to figure out things. And the cool thing is Mal, the art style. Oh, got to talk about the art style. Man, I really had concerns about seeing that art style because we're used to Pixar, the way everything has a fluid motion. I don't know. It's photorealistic, I guess that would be the term. But this one, it had a more of a – you had – it was like watching a comic. It was It was like watching a comic book, if that makes sense. Like there were speed lines, but the, it was it was not jarring. It was very, it it was organic. It was its own thing. But the 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 the, the, the reason I want to say this is probably one of the best Spider-Man movies in my opinion is because I always have the same disconnect whenever we take, be it Tom Holland, be it uh, Andrew Garfield, even Tobey Maguire to a point. When you see the live-action Spider-Man, and then the big action scene comes in, and then they switch it in with a CG computer animated Spider-Man, I always disconnect because to me it's just it's just shapes moving. It doesn't resonate with me as an audience, as an audience member. But the beauty, the genius is this whole movie was animated. So when I saw Miles Morales jumping from a high building or something, it it did not take me out of the moment. And, and also to see a Peter Parker teach a younger generation, namely Miles Morales, to use his powers. It was it was it was it was almost like Peter was holding uh, ushering another generation of Spider Man. So just to see an older Peter Parker, he was past a little twenty two, twenty three year old, like I really dug that. A lot of things it was a fresh take on a story that's very well known to love. And for that I give it I give it three brothers out of three. Nergasm over. Yay! All right, fam. Uh, I think it's gonna do it for the Bros Three podcast for this uh, for this Sunday. Um, I'm gonna come at you again. A little bit more things I want to talk to you about, but I got a little ripping and running to do, and it's already Sunday afternoon. So, uh, love you, fam. Be good to each other. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, make sure you celebrate with the best of intentions and realize it's not about money. It's about fam. I'll talk to y'all later.